0: A header on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders.
1: Third, a foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively, Wayne Rooney, that net is empty, big collision by the captain, that is unbelievable effort. Rooney, putting one off, Costa. header, goal! Patrick
0: Bacosta! Cole picks it up, Cole's crossing! Doesn't get much better than this, folks! Hello.
1: What just happened?
0: Did that sound different to you?
1: No. Oh what my did it do? God. Did it like it glitch?
0: Aw- it sounded awful to me. Like, not like that well, it sounded like I could hear the drum more i don't know what was going on um thank you for coming and joining (laughs) us on the stateside soccer show uh that just threw me off so much and then like i was like i don't know what's going on with that i'm jordan Weand, and and with me today is uh, a man who will be at the game in orlando logan stump
1: We've done it, Jordan. Uh, and I posted this on Facebook. I wanted to post it after you uh, did, but you never posted it and then you posted it late and then it was just you. And I was like, I kind of feel weird just posting a picture again of Jordan, like on my own Facebook, like, hey, Jordan did it. Um, but no, we did it, Jordan. We Everything we've dreamt of doing for the last three years, uh, one of our goals when we started this was to be able to cover uh, MLS teams in the stadium. And now that you have done it, I'm now following in your footsteps and I get to do it this weekend. So... Um, uh, it's pretty exciting for us, I think.
0: Well, for me, it was always like, uh, I, I was worried that it would fall apart, so I did not post about it at all. I was like, this can't be real, I'm sorry. Um, especially because, like, I, I had accidentally chose the wrong c- credential originally. So then I was like, I'm definitely not posting until this gets sorted out because I don't want to be like, I got it. And then be like, actually I couldn't go. Cause I did the wrong thing, but it got not worked out. Uh, but <laughs> yes. Logan uh, will be at the game covering that. So that's cool. We're going to try, you know, like I said, last episode, we're going to try to get to a few more places um, as well, or do it more frequently, get you better coverage here on the channel. Um, big deal for Logan, especially, because he also has his Orlando podcast. So that'll work out uh, well for him being, you know, at the game of the team that he covers on a side podcast or as part of the network. I don't know what to call it. Sister show.
1: A side podcast um, makes me sound like a side podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, we kind of are.
1: Hey, it's this show that got credentialed, though. So um, it's it's it's, it's going to be true. a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I honestly, I'm looking more forward to to uh, covering Cincinnati as well. Like getting to talk yeah to, yeah you know, mm-hmm. some of the Cincinnati people if they're there in the press, and then also just getting to kind of cover Cincinnati because they're an exciting team. So uh, major coverage coming. Uh, I can't wait to cover it, Jordan. We're kind of it's interesting because the way that we fall, we're like technically. Because we cover stateside, we're more national media than localized media. Like, not like, you know, the audience, mm-hmm. you know, that we have, but like, we're covering the whole sport. So, like, we might be the only ones sticking around for the press conferences from Wilfred Nazi. Like, you know, that's
0: right, right. something yeah.
1: that we talked about last week that it was just kind of like, you're like, whoa, there are a lot of people that just left and went to, because they go to the union locker room, right? So,
0: yeah. You know, what's funny too, is uh, not to go too off tangent here, I guess, but uh, I, you know i told my my boss about it and he's like did you like think of questions afterwards and i was like yeah like you know on sunday or monday it was monday monday i'm sitting there thinking like oh, i could ask that in the locker room like i could have went in the locker room and asked like badoya this i could have asked this person that and i was like oh well maybe next time <laughs> but uh You know, sometimes the questions, I don't have any while it's happening and then you get home. It's almost like the, uh, you know, the George Costanza thing where you you think of the comeback later and you're like, well, I can't say that now. You know, like they know I've thought about it for 48 hours. I can't just, you know, so uh, in that regard where you kind of think of something too late and you're like, man, that would have been a good question if I could have thought of that in the moment, but and it probably wasn't even still a good question. Uh but I was like I could have asked the question. Uh but no, I, I you know getting the Nancy interview was cool too. Um because the the press conference not an interview, but you know the press conference because uh there was really only a few crew people covering the game and I get that you're going to have to travel. Um and if they're like a smaller outlet kind of like us in the sense of we don't have <laughs> Uh, anybody right. footing the bills for our travel. So in that sense, I could see why maybe not everybody would, would travel, but um, yeah, but no, that's exciting. I want to see what happens. You know, I'm getting ready to head down to Orlando on Sunday. Our flight leaves at 7 a.m. by the way. So I'm not even sure how much of these late games I'll be able to watch on Saturday. Cause I have to make sure I'm up by four and out of the, the house no out of the house by four um to get to the airport and stuff to travel down to you. So that'll be interesting, I guess, to see how that shakes out. Um but my plan is to at least watch the 7 30 games and then probably go to bed. Is
1: probably my plan for, for Saturday. Um, I was just thinking like if if you had known this before, like you could have gone with me Saturday night. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But you know,
0: we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, maybe maybe they'll hate you, and then
1: I won't have to. Yeah, uh, so stay with bring you. Bring the other guy. So like... like, what's wrong with this one? You sent the you sent the second hand. Like, what is wrong with you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, just a joke. But no, I, I'm excited for you, man, because uh, it's cool that it's kind of working out back to back weeks like that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, So that's that's pretty cool. You got to still go to the opener for, you know, your birthday gift. So uh, pretty exciting. But today we're going to be talking about uh, the midweek, not the midweek action. Sorry, we're going to be previewing the weekend uh, in the midweek here. Uh, Three clubs have yet to still start their campaign. That's LA Galaxy, LAFC, and Chicago Fire. Only one of those was scheduled to have not started yet, but the El Trafico got pushed to July 4th due to weather. It was actually snowing in Burbank today and in Disneyland. Did you see that?
1: No. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. What is happening?
0: It was literally snowing in Disneyland today. We have fire
1: warnings for... uh thursday tomorrow
0: i was like man that would have kind of been cool if they snowed when i went to disneyland but also i'm dealing with that here i don't need to deal with it there So, (laughs) so uh not no not not as good okay but uh lafc open at home against portland we'll preview that later chicago fire host nycfc in their first match of the year and dallas are hosting the galaxy uh in galaxy's first match of the year the season still has no draws as the monday night game came and went with a portland win over skc we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah no draws um everything's flying right now uh let's catch up on some news right now chicharito is out for two to five weeks logan i don't know if you saw this but he announced this on twitch uh today while playing uh, while live streaming some stuff, and Greg Vanny was not happy about that. But here, I'll I'll stick up for Chicharito on this end of it because I think MLS has to start being more open about injuries. And you know what? If a player feels like disclosing that, I think that's fine. Um, I mean. Oh. You know The NFL has to be a lot more transparent in it because of fantasy and stuff. But if we want this league to be taken seriously, and if we're going to have sports betting affect the league, or if we're going to have fantasy take off, in the- we, we have to be more open with injury reports as a whole. Uh, I think it's ridiculous when we kind of are waiting so long to even get any news on that. So I'm fine with you, Chirito saying it. I get that there's usually some sort of decorum with this where you go, the manager announces it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really have a problem with it. What's your thoughts on announcing it via
1: Twitch? Um, I mean, I know Sergio Aguero made a, a habit of that. Um, and Pep was never happy with that. But I, again, I like you said, it's soccer for some reason. And I think it works in other countries because that it's just it's typical because soccer usually is the biggest sport and they kind of keep it secret over in those uh leagues like they'll they'll tell you maybe like kdb's out for a couple of weeks like they'll just say that like pep will allude to it um in the united states i think it's every single sport you have a timeline um it's nba it's mlb it's mlb definitely because you have the different uh like designations for injury time um so you know if they're on the 15 or 16 or 27 or whatever new ones they came up with to kind of designate injuries um but yeah we have to find out through twitter Uh, and there's a lot of injuries early uh you got taxi found out for four to six weeks julio cascante uh who's the center back for austin out eight weeks at least which is massive massive loss leo campana is week to week with a mild calf strain and then you got Lorenzo Insigne, uh, who's also out lower body. So you've got a lot of injuries. I'm actually shocked that we have more windows on them than we, I mean, we, those are pretty solid windows as far as that's what you would normally want to see. But it's not the league or the team that's making these apparent. It's usually like the coach. You know, I think they honestly just go, "Oh, I think it'll be a couple of weeks, eight to six weeks, or something like that." Like six, eight weeks. Like, oh shoot, I should. <laughs> they're
0: eyeballing right. it, right? Yeah, they're like that. Uh, looks like eight weeks there. Right, that um... looks
1: painful. It's probably ten weeks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's odd uh the way that they are about injuries and stuff. And and look, the the one thing really getting in MLS's way of becoming a huge league is transparency across all spectrums of the league, um contract details, uh the um cost of stuff, the salaries. Uh th- there's a lot of stuff that they keep pretty close to now, now they've gotten better with it there used to be some, some transfers where they're like we're never telling you how much that was and it's like that's just weird like why <laughs> what's why should i care then if you made the transfer um because the way that we judge a lot of this stuff is by how much money it's costing how much uh you know that's how we can judge good transfers bad transfers right is how much did they pay for them what production did they get for them? And then maybe when they sold them, did they get a profit? That's how we can kind of judge some of these teams. So when when it's restricted that way and they're not being open, it kills some people's like interest in something if they can't be transparent about things. Um, the fact that we didn't have a playoff structure until the week of the games, uh, th- that kind of stuff that we need to be more transparent on i think as a league uh t- to be able to be taken more seriously um so that's kind of like the the downside right of all of that all of that stuff uh i i did want to point out for galaxy here uh ricky puge is now a designated player uh the 23 year old spanish midfielder arrived in LA last August from La Liga Giants FC Barcelona on a free transfer this is from uh, mlssoccer.com by the way uh, so he had three goals five assists and 10 appearances there was also that weird report saying he was bored of LA but he apparently has now signed a deal through the end of the 2025 season and he's a DP so it doesn't look like he's going anywhere right now but we know in soccer that that can change on a dime but uh, I would say a great move to be able to lock them up. Uh, you know, have them under some team control. The team can approve or decline transfer requests as they deem fit. So I think that's a good move. James Sands is coming back from Rangers. He goes back to NYCFC and he signed an extension uh, through NYCFC. I'm trying to find how, what year that is through. But. I, you know, like I said, no transparency at times. I can't find it right now in this article, but uh, he was on loan at uh, Rangers and he kind of lost some of his spot there. So he's coming back here. I think he's signed an extension and Hey, you know, he helps this team. This team wasn't, didn't really get anything done. So I think that James Sands coming back is a big deal for them, but they've, definitely still need more, but uh, you know, just seeing Sands come back is good. And, and, you know, there was this debate online, I guess, of how, how good it is for MLS in that sense. And, you know, it's good that we have this league that players can leave and try to make it to another level. And if they don't, they can still come back here. And what you need in this league is a mix of all, right? You need a mix of young players that you're, either developing and selling you're going to have young players that you're buying developing and flipping for a higher cost and then i think you also need the players that are mls lifers right these players are a big deal because they are the ones that you can grow an attachment to at at your club right soccer it's so hard at times to develop a connection with a player because of how fast they move right it's almost like the nba like russell westbrook's been on like five teams in the last 10 uh three years you know so like sometimes it's hard to grow a connection with the player when you know that they're just going to leave um you know in my opinion while I have a connection with Brandon Aronson for watching him come through the Philly Academy and playing, he didn't play that many years here before he moved on. He's not getting a statue out front of Subaru park. And my mind right now is that, you know, I'm writing a piece for, for Todd's website, the free kick about ring of honors, but I'm also starting to think, how about statues, right? Are are we ever going to get a statue outside of Subaru park? What is, the requirements for being a player that gets a statue. Well, I can't see it being a DP that comes here for two years, uh, and gets flipped for $18 million. I I don't see that happening. So it's going to be your MLS lifers, or it's going to be players that are here for seven to 10 years that win a title, win some sort of trophy, an exemplary, an exemplary captain or something like that. Um, Top of my head, the only people I can think of that would probably get a statue outside Subaru Park would be like Andre Blake and Alejandro Badoya, are the only two people I can think of. Even Sebastian Latou did not have that many seasons with Philly due to our idiot coach Peter Nowak at one point trading him. Um so and, and that again is thinking like, okay, what's the requirements for Ring of Honors? So so for fans to have connections you do need the players that are going to stay in MLS most of the time. Uh, These are the players that you're going to end up building around in the sense of they will be there for like five to 10 years. And then you're going to supplement them with the pieces that you're looking to flip or youngsters that you're bringing in to then sell. But the good thing with the Sands thing is that when they try it and they can't make it, you can bring them back and you can be like, you know what you tried? And that's what the player can say, too. I tried, but I feel like I fit in best at this club. And now I'm going to be an NYCFC player for the rest of my days or whatever. And, you know, he's an MLS Cup champion. It's all good stuff, but it just kind of leaves us where we can't always have the models of like the Dallas where we're like just constantly selling. There has to be some players that you can grow attached to some players that are going to play for your club for years. And again, that you can build statues around that you can put into your ring of honor so you can retire their jersey number if that's what your club's going to do. Because ultimately, that's how fans grow attachment with with players, right, is when we look back and say, who's the legends of your club? Orlando Kaka, is that it? Probably it right now. And he wasn't even there that long. But like, you know. There There's certain things that Orlando almost shipped out most of their team and brought in a whole new team, right? So like, that's where as a fan, sometimes you're like excited by the turnover, but you're also like at times, okay, I don't know that guy yet. I don't know that player yet. And it sometimes is hard. Uh, And I think one thing before I stop talking and shut up is just like what I really like about the Philly team right now is that that's been a big core that has been returning year after year and growing. And it feels more like a normal sports team where I can look at my Ravens or my Orioles and say, you know, that's a core that we have that is going to stay at this club for a long time.
1: Yeah, just building off that point, I think, too, uh, you have – and you and I have talked about this a lot, that when we see teams that want to compete in the season coming up when we're previewing teams, Jordan, you and I always talk about that. We love when teams go out and add MLS-specific players or MLS players that have been here for six or seven years. Like That's a rarity in this league. And to be able to find people that are that kind of foundational piece, like a Kellen Acosta, uh, I, I think like a Paul Ariola. Like, those are guys that have done this in this league for that long. And I think that's the way that Andre Blake has kind of been built. Andre Blake knows this league extremely well, like the back of his hand. And, you know, I think as you talk, like Alejandro Badoya, those two are guys that I would look at. But if you look around the teams, Jordan, there's just not a lot of people like that. And I think that's something that this league has to get better at and I think will as time goes on because I think you'll have guys that'll come in that, you know, we can really kind of build uh, our legacy on as MLS. But uh, like you said, like when I look at Orlando, I think Kaka, I think maybe Nani, but he wasn't really here that long. Nani too. Kaka. Yeah, I guess we can like, throw
0: in the Nani yeah. too.
1: And I think I think now Peter Galeese will end up being there eventually. Like I do think he ends up being there because he's signed an extension. I really don't think he has interest in leaving MLS. He likes MLS. So there, there, yeah, I totally you can agree ask with him you. that in
0: the locker. Room.
1: I should. So, Pedro, are you leaving anytime soon? Because we want to build a statue out here. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I imagine a statue of a goalkeeper, Jordan, being the most phenomenal statue in any sport because they can just stand there and they look like they're just trying to defend the palace that they did. Like, well, you know, what
0: I would, what I would love for an Andre Blake one is, is something like just him in full extension, like tipping a ball over a post or something, like. You know, you can do crazy stuff with goalkeeper statues, you know, because they yeah. can be diving to their right. They can be go- jumping up the tap the one over here. Like they could be like just a it? generic, like, I'm a leader, I'm pointing, so, yeah. you know, type thing. But yeah, I mean, those things would be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if we wanted to really be like a main sport in this league or a main league in the sport, you have to have those people that'll stick around and, and you can have those conversations because we don't have those conversations in MLS that much of, right. Hey, Logan, give me your Mount Rushmore Legends. of Orlando yeah. players. Yeah. And you're like, well,
1: <laughs> remember Benji people that Michelle? have been here two years. <laughs> Kaka, Nani,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I Sylvester mean, for <laughs>
0: You can do that for some of the teams like LA galaxy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would immediately be like Donovan Beck right. Robbie Keane. Like you would immediately yeah. start throwing names up there
1: but uh, for some of these teams
0: that are um for some of these teams that are not haven't been around as much it's like we want to start seeing that at some point right like we want to start seeing and i think eventually when we get down the road and mls is continuing to grow we will eventually have those type of conversations we will have those type of um players but right now it's like you have to have a good mix of we're bringing up homegrown we're bringing in dps that we might flip we're bringing in established dps and then we have our mls lifers and those are really like the four categories i think you need for a team to like be successful in the league so that's a long long roundabout way of saying hey let's talk portland skc Did not mean to go off that much of a tangent, but I think it's an interesting conversation. That's what we could do in these midweek episodes that are not going to be as long. Um, So yeah, we can have more debates like that about what this means for the league. But let's go ahead and look at Portland, Kansas City. This game was on Saturday, got bumped to Monday due to weather. And Mosquera is the one that gets the goal for Portland six minutes in with a Jimmy Chara Assist, he's going to exit the game injured. That's another injury if you want to mark that off the list. Uh, and in came uh, what uh, was uh, Moreno, Santiago Moreno, who by the way, I thought looked really good. Santiago Moreno, well, you could bring him in for Jimmy Jara, uh, that was great. And then you had Evander, who looked really sharp as well for Portland. But I do want to give SKC some props here, too, because they had more possession, they had more shots they had an even number of shots on goal and at times they looked dangerous but it was ultimately lacking they didn't look as sharp as portland at times the portland goal by the way came off some really sh- shoddy defense like even before that goal there was another defensive issue with skc uh so if they get that sorted out i think they'll be looking better but You know, SKC did impress me. Like, the first 10 minutes when it's 1-0, I'm like, oh, maybe they're not going to be as good. And then they grew into the game. And by the end of the first half, I thought they were really the better side. I think they even had a higher XG at halftime. But when we get into, they just couldn't really get the ball in the back of the net. And that's going to be an issue for them if they can't figure that out.
1: Yeah, I think... I think they do, though. Like, I think Willie Agata is a really good striker in this league. Uh, Daniel Shallowey's going to com- uh, compete, and he's going to create goals and chances. Johnny Russell's out hurt right now, but once he's back and fully fit and he's playing 90 minutes, I think you get some chances there. Eric Tommy, Jordan, looked really good, too. Like, he looked uh, – Probably the best on, on the SKC side. Uh, their biggest concern, again, is that center back depth. There's there's so many center back depth issues in this league right now. Uh, it's insane. Like It really is a, a huge problem for a lot of That's teams. That's
0: been players. an issue for the last
1: 13 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it just has. It's something that they don't really focus on that much. It's, it's strange because you know a good pairing like you and I have. You know it. It's so good when you have a good defense like that. When you have a Robin Johnson yeah, it and makes an a to Carlos, or you have a Gleznus and Elliott, like it just has that like feeling of there's not much going to get down the middle of that field into the box. There's just not. You're going to have to create.
0: Yeah, I thought you know Roger Espinoza actually had a great header chance that went mm-hmm. I think wide just or high. Wide, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, geez, talk about a player that's been here forever he did go to Wigan at one point but Roger Espinoza, who has been in MLS since uh geez 2008 when they were still called the Wizards and just how long he's been at that club he's 36 now you you gotta think he's probably not gonna last uh, too much longer at SKC but uh just somebody I remember Watching all the time, uh, and he was always so good, um, but still be, you know, dangerous getting the header uh, that was just wide. But yeah, more possession. They had 12 to seven shots, by the way. But out of those 12, only four on goal, while Portland had four on goal. What I, what I would have liked to see for Portland is adding another goal. I, I felt the way it was 1 0, it really could have been 1 1. SKC at any time I think that there was a time where I was nervous for Portland I'm like you gotta get another goal turns out they didn't need to but if I was a Portland fan I'm sitting there like god we need another goal especially they're going to face LAFC in LA next um so it's funny they had the last game of the week they have the first game of the week coming up here on Saturday so all in all you can't say bad to get three points but what i would have liked from portland is just uh, another goal to really seal it skc i think that they left a point on the table here i think they could have got a draw ended up not happening for them but ultimately you're thinking away from home week one at portland maybe not that bad especially that's the the playoffs are so forgiving with with nine seeds so if you're SKC, I think you can rebound from this uh, pretty quickly.
1: I've got a question for you. Do you think with Jimmy Chara down, they're they're not very deep. Is that something that's a concern for Portland this year just because they, they seem to have a really aging roster that just they they need to depend on health and I'm, they're just not going to get it? I don't think.
0: If Santiago Moreno is filled. <laughs> in for him like that i'm not too late now the issue becomes again depth like you're saying like okay then now who do we take out when we take out moreno to get rest who are we putting in that might become more of an issue but i I thought they still looked okay with with jimmy char out so in my opinion it might it depends on how long he's out right did we get a word on that
1: and uh, I think it was one of those things that said that they were just going to we'll wait we, for we, we'll, wait,
0: we'll wait for Chara to go on Twitch. Right. <laughs> we'll
1: see. We'll see. He's more of a YouTube guy, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. We'll, we'll wait for his YouTube to drop uh, and tell us, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought it was a good game. Uh, I actually, I actually fell asleep at the last 10 minutes of it, though. I was really struggling that day. Um, I woke up early on Monday, even though I was off. So, uh, I had to catch the end of it another day. Uh, I was uh, I was mad at myself that I could, because my original plan was like, I'm going to stay up and watch the rest of this game. Then I'm going to watch a full hour TV show. Did not get through that. Nope, did not get to do that at all. Uh, you know, 30, once you hit 30, it's that's all downhill. All right, let's move on to, I guess, uh, is the preview time? uh actually let's go to our fantasy league right now let's check that out yeah sure let's do that let's let's check that out because i am okay look at this my team is ranked 45 out of 316 in extra time just Mm. saying uh but on our league i am first out of 16 right now logan you are currently 7th?
1: Uh, I was going to say right around the middle of the pack. 8th. Okay.
0: Eighth. Eighth. Dude, dude, you were second for most of the week. I know. <laughs> for most of the week. And then something happened and I guess, the Monday game that
1: puts you at a draw instead of he, three points. He had somebody playing. We played head-to-head. He, yeah. He had somebody playing, and I couldn't see, and I never cared to go back and check after I figured out it. Well, I thought I lost, and then you corrected me and told me I drew. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's better. <laughs> Made me feel a little bit better, but whoever it was only got one point. Cause I, I was ahead 77 to 76 before the Portland SKC game. So he had somebody, maybe he had Jimmy Chara and he played, you know, like a certain amount of minutes or something that he had to play. And then he, hit I can one check. Point. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but it, it was whoever that was got one point and it tied us, um, which was lovely, but I had such a good week too. Daniel Gazdag, I had captain, he had two goals. Like, I was flying high, man.
0: Did he already change his team? No. Uh, so he didn't have anybody on Monday. It must have been a late Sunday. What, what was Sunday's game?
1: Oh, I could have been that too. I didn't. I didn't check. It was a uh, Seattle, right? Yeah. Huh.
0: It was yeah, because I thought I, I thought I looked Monday and you were still Rapids. winning, but um, he didn't have anybody playing either of those days. I wonder well, what happened.
1: He cheated. <laughs>
0: He has a Chicago player who's on a bye. Well, they so, probably gave him a
1: point because they feel bad. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see if – want. i I'm looking at your team now. Hold on. Uh, and you had nobody those games either. No. Why Why would you have fallen that quickly then? I'm trying to I figure don't.
1: that out. You've rigged, uh, oh, the, you've rigged the league, Jordan. You don't want me. I, to did. Nah. I did. Well,
0: you know what? Uh, yeah, my, my dad is sitting last place. I think he'd be mad if I rigged the league. Uh, here, here is my team. All right. I had Petrovich as my captain. He got 18 points. I had Elliot Zimmerman, Mensa, Brandon by uh, Zimmerman at 14 points because of the goal. I had Hani Mukhtar, Lewis Morgan, Tommy McNamara who didn't play and Frankie Amaya in the midfield. And then I had Carranza and Hey bear uh, as my strikers and they both scored. So I, you know, I got the most points in the league and I also got three points as a, um, for a win so i feel pretty good there uh, did you my say friend, you went
1: 45th in the mls one extra yeah. time really yeah
0: extra oh, time on forty fifth. that's pretty uh look at you that's pretty good right
1: yeah it's really good The, the, the I, I didn't 100? spend
0: much on my bench at all i was like i'm beefing up the starting
1: yeah.
0: thing and i'm gonna try to stick with it that's why i'm making this a segment right now because it'll help me keep to it maybe same because i want to I want to be able to change my team like every week because I don't think this team is going to win again next week. So I got to make sure yeah. I'm like, I got to, I got to remove Tommy McNamara. I got to put somebody else in
1: right. and
0: uh, figure that out. But I do like K-Bear hey and Carranza as starters uh, striking.
1: Especially the way bear looked. Goodness. So
0: yeah. Eight points for him, 13 for Carranza. Yeah. Pretty good. My midfield sucked though. I mean, Mukhtar had five, Morgan had four, my had four. But my defense was great. My goalkeeper was great. So, uh, you I'll one keep of those, what,
1: you're one of those Lewis Morgan goals from going in from being like top of the league.
0: Yeah. Where am I in the other leagues? Because um, it automatically puts me in the union. I'm 78 out of 571. Yeah.
1: Mm, and bad. overall,
0: overall, I'm 709th ranked out of 12,944. Gosh. <laughs> And I'm in uh I'm in Pat's league, who who's also in our um Pat McCaffrey, who's also in our league. I'm in his yeah. league, and I'm two out of fifteen. Nice. Yeah. Somebody had 91 points. Oh, what you who what was your team? Okay.
1: They had, to have oh, they, had
0: they had Gazdag. Yeah. Not as captain either. Wow. Who's their captain? Anyway. Yeah, so what I would suggest if you're playing uh, fantasy MLS on their site, um, try your best to rotate your team pretty Mm -hmm. consistently because – and this is a game where it's easy to do that. Like when I'm in an NFL league and I have a drafted team, I hang on like, oh, maybe they just had a bad week, and I hang on to them. In this league, it's like you can drop and do as much as you want typically. So it'll be a lot easier to be like, I'm going to, you know, move these players around. going to get rid of them type of thing. Um, I might try to pick up Gazdag and really figure out what I'm going to do <laughs> with the rest of my team because that'll be expensive. But I might get rid of an expensive person on the bench and really make a, like a really cheap person on the bench because you don't really need the, your bench.
1: No, you be. don't. Unless you're gonna switch them out, like I think it's like the day before or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: With like, yeah, you're gonna need that for. It locked actually. Like my my dad joined at 4:10, and the season kicked off at 4:30, so he got in right under the wire. But yeah, so that that'll be fun. We'll we'll do little fantasy updates as, as we go. But um, until I'm out of first place, I guess we'll see. I guess. <laughs> 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 then it, won't, it. Be it right. won't be as fun. No, it won't be as fun once I start falling. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Let's go ahead and look at the standings real quick of the Eastern Conference. No, uh, Eastern Conference hasn't changed. We're going to look at the Western Conference since we had Portland and SKC kickoff. So Seattle still first, St. Louis in second, Salt Lake in third, Minnesota in fourth. None of that has changed. We have Portland up to fifth now because they have three points and then six on down is at zero points. That's LA, LAFC, Austin, Vancouver, Houston, San Jose, SKC, Dallas, Colorado. It's not a big not a big change there. but going into the schedule for this week and doing our match of the week preview, plug your ears. It's time for the match of the week preview. Jesus, that's loud. All right, Uh, that blew my ears out. Uh, All right, so we have the uh, schedule for these games starting Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. LAFC at BMO Stadium hosting Portland Timbers. At 7.30, we have Atlanta hosting Toronto. Columbus hosting D.C. at 7.30 30. Miami hosting Philadelphia at 7.30. New England hosting Houston at 7.30. New York versus Nashville at 7.30. Orlando, Cincinnati at 7.30. Austin and Montreal at 8.30. Chicago hosting NYCFC, kicking off their season. That's at 8.30 Eastern time. Dallas hosting LA is also 8.30 Eastern time. A big one. This is the one MLS put their number one crew on, Twalman and Zivin. St. Louis hosting Charlotte, the two newest teams in the league. That's at 8.30. 9.30 is Colorado and SKC. San Jose hosting Vancouver at 10.30. And Seattle hosting Salt Lake at 10.30. And no Sunday games. Unless we get more snow in the guess west or the east but here is your games that are free on apple tv this week all on saturday lafc versus portland at 4 30 miami versus philadelphia at 7 30 columbus versus dc at 7 30 Red Bulls versus Nashville at 7.30. Chicago, NYCFC at 8.30. And San Jose versus Vancouver at 10.30. So we have a good amount free. Don't forget that at 7.30 is the Whip Around Show. That starts MLS 360. My plan, phone having 360, TV having the Union at Miami. Um, but yeah, I, th- this one I think was kind of tough for me to pick a match of the week because... I felt like there, was, there wasn't any classic matchups, right? Like I, I felt like that was the thing. And the most classic matchup I'm going to have here is the one I picked, which was LAFC versus Portland. That's also on Fox. So you're going to see uh, John Strong and Stu Holden in their little closet in the basement with the DoorDash wrinkled sponsor behind them. If you're watching it on Fox. On Apple TV, you're going to see a beautiful set of and some great stuff. That's actually going to kick off at 4.55. Don't forget, these these games that are also on Fox are at 25 minutes after the scheduled kickoff time. All the games on, like, Apple are, like, nine minutes after the scheduled time. So, just know, if it's on a Fox channel, it doesn't start right at 4.30. Just typical. So I picked LAFC versus Portland. So here's just some fun facts. LAFC have won their last two meetings against Portland last season, including a two 0 victory in the U S open cup and a two, one win on the penultimate weekend of the regular season. Before that though, Portland was unbeaten in six straight matches against LAFC that dated all the way back to October of 2020. This is according to the stats on the uh, MLSsoccer.com website. So for me, I think that is an interesting game because, okay, what is going to show up? LAFC has the upper hand in the last two matchups. Portland was pretty good in the last six. But here's another added wrinkle. LAFC has won all five of its season opening matches in history. Only one club has ever won six straight years, and that's Dallas. Who would have guessed that? 2012 to 2017. My point being, though, is this wasn't supposed to be LAFC's opening season- game thing. So I don't know how much stock we can put into that stat. But it is home for LAFC. They're playing against a Portland team that just finished on Monday. While LAFC has not started at all yet. So I have to give the edge to LAFC. And I'm going to put a prediction out here. I'm going to put LAFC is going to win this game. I'll say 2-1. to one is the scoreline I am going to give for this. But I think it's an interesting matchup um, because when you add another thing of how uh, LAFC wins all the time, the reigning MLS Cup champions have only won just once in the last six seasons in the first game of the season. So again, it's another weird stat. i uh, not sure how much it affects anything, but just just something that's pretty interesting.
1: Uh, make sure you guys, if you're going to the LAFC game, that you type in BMO Stadium because you will be uh, directed to the wrong stadium probably if you put it you in. Be, the bank. Uh, like, what? I'm at a yeah. bank of what? I thought you meant if they type BMO oh, Field, they'll be, be directed to Toronto. <laughs> That'd be a longer drive. So I think. Why does it
0: say that. 20 hours? Right. Um,
1: here, the traffic must be awful in LA, yeah. Um, well, you know, LA traffic. Well, I mean, it could be, but no, yeah, Jordan, I think that's a really good pick. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how LAFC does without Chicho orongo right? I think that's the big question mark that everybody has. Uh, without kind of all the top of their list, yeah. Without, <laughs> yeah, um, although if you want to see a team burn, uh, then you just get Obama Yang and it'll burn, um, so. No, I think he, I think that's a really good choice. I, I'm, exci- I'm excited to see Santiago R- uh, Moreno play uh, in mm-hmm. 90 minutes because he looked phenomenal. I think he could be a top player in this league. And if you have two of the top players in this league, like you know Evander, man, that attack could be a lot Jeez. of fun. Yikes. They looked fun. They
0: did. Um, You know, LAFC could have a little rust too. So I mean, it could be. Yeah. It could be. A it could go match. the opposite way, right? Um, than what I'm thinking here, but two-one, uh, I think is a close game. I think that'd be a fun game. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm thinking the first game of the of the day's got to be a draw, right? Because we didn't have any last week. Gonna go. <laughs> Let's see nil, how long nil. we can keep it going. Let's see nil, how long nil. we can keep it going. Yeah, um, Jordan. I think uh, honorable mention, obviously, is Orlando and Cincinnati because I'll be at the match. But I cannot help but pick St. Louis uh, just because they're heading home, uh, a sellout crowd. I think Taylor Swallman said like they're going to be twenty-some odd thousand fans filling the stadium. Um, and then there's going to be 20 some thousand outside Like it's going to be nuts and, and Taylor's from St. Louis. So that'll be a lot of fun to kind of watch that St. Louis got a win in Austin. That's a massive win. They're playing against this, uh, Charlotte team that really struggled in the first match of the season. Yeah. Um, really haven't gotten Carol Sodersky back to 90 minutes. Um, I'm not sure he's going to play 90 minutes this game either. Um, be interesting to kind of see how St. Louis plays. Uh Joao Klaus scored a phenomenal goal in Austin in his debut. I think you're ready for some fireworks. I think you might see this uh, team come out energized, ready to battle. I'm gonna say St. Louis is gonna win 2-0. I'm gonna say that they absolutely come out all guns ablazing, uh, the attack in full force. And I'm saying that St. Louis gets the gets the clean sheet showing fans that hey, we are we're here, we're a serious team. We are forced to be reckoned with here in the Midwest. Um, And if you want to debate whether it's the Midwest, go ahead. Um, It's not up for debate. I think they are Midwest. They're like the definition of it. But Jordan, one of the best sports cities in all the United States. St. Louis, uh, yes, I say that as a Cubs fan. So take that um, with a lot of weight because it takes me a lot of uh, time to kind of come to terms with that idea. But I'm looking forward to it
0: if you're looking for other storylines, Miami at Philly is big because they've kind of started having a little bit, of I wouldn't say like a huge rivalry, but when they had like Miami has beaten Philly uh, before and their expectations are high for both of these cities, I think, uh, and their clubs. So that's an early matchup in the East conference. That seems pretty cool. Uh, if you're looking storyline wise as well, Chicago kicking off their season, uh, Dallas, hosting L.A. Galaxy in L.A.'s first game of the season as well, uh, which Dallas disappointed, you know, the, the this past weekend. How about L.A.? They don't have Chicharito. How are they going to be in their first game out, a team that also has probably high expectations, uh, L.A. Galaxy? So, yeah, there, there's some cool storylines here to take a look at. Um
1: Red Bull Nashville. I think Red Bull have to get a win, and Nashville looked really good in their first opening uh, game against. Yeah, can, can
0: can Nashville sweep the New York team <laughs> the first two weeks? That would be that would pretty be interesting. At
1: Red Bull Stadium, and uh, Hani Mukhtar should be back to ninety minutes. I don't know.
0: We'll see. I don't know how, how they're coming. doing with it. Um, and I know, I know, we're you know pointing out another game here. I, I'd like to kind of talk about each matchup as well, but Austin hosting Montreal. So this is their second home game now. They lost the first one to a shock shock late goal by uh, the newest expansion side. Montreal is not good. It's not projected to be as good as they were last year because of the loss of Wilfred Nancy and some of these players like Mahalovic, Joaquin Torres. So can Austin bounce back here against uh, an Eastern Conference team that isn't projected to be good? That'll be a question of... If they don't, then it's Panic Button City, I think. Even two weeks in, because you're going to be like, whoa, what is going on here, right? But like, I'm sure that would be an overreaction, I'm sure. But I I know the Austin fans. I know the Austin fans on Twitter. I know that if (laughs) if they lose to Montreal, it'll be Panic Button City for Austin. So keeping an eye on that, I expect them to bounce back and hit the ground running again. You don't really get to do too many, you know, do overs in week two. And what I mean by that is a lot of these teams that were home are away in week two. Austin has back-to-back home games. Get one of these as a win. If I'm Austin, even if it's a draw, I'm like panicking if I'm an Austin fan, because I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Montreal is not good, right? Um so that'd be something I, I would be Looking at, curiously, that's at 8.30. Um, if we're talking about all of the games here, Colorado at Kansas City. Colorado looked awful against Seattle. SKC looked good against Portland, but couldn't get the win. I would expect an SKC win, but if you're Colorado, you're at home, you want to get some sort of bounce back from a 4 nil loss. I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say about that match. Uh, I think that they need to kind of turn it around some, but the, you know what I'm saying that the rabbits are unbeaten in their last nine home matches against sporting five wins and four draws. So maybe it's not going to be as easy for sporting Kansas city as I was just thinking.
1: Yeah. But I I think you're safe to say that, like I I would honestly, if I had to pick, I would think that Adrian Heath, uh, no matter how many extensions he signs, he's in danger with his job. If it goes South quickly for them, um, and they're the team I think not playing this week. Now that I say that, um, and then yeah, that's what I want to look at too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I
0: don't see them on here. So yeah, they're the one team that's not playing yeah. this week.
1: But I think Colorado, right? Robin Frazier would be in danger here if he started to kind of slip up a little bit. I think that a lot of people were saying, you know, looking around the league, he uh, Ezra Ezra Hendrickson in Chicago um, are those are three names that that were pretty high on the list of like see, so could get a little warm if things start to go a little south. And and I think Chicago's. I mean, they're destined to go south. But yeah, no, I, I am interested to kind of see if Colorado can pull it. I just I'm not I'm not convinced that SKC are back, and I don't I don't think that they win in Colorado. But
0: what's the opposite of match of the week?
1: The disappointment of the week, and I know exactly which game this is headed to. <laughs> San Jose, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, is that the one? Yes, is that the one you thought. I was of like, oh right? man, I just hope San Jose goes absolutely gold berserk. Um, well, here's the thing. San Jose
0: has won or drawn 14 of its 15 MLS home games against the Whitecaps since the Whitecaps have entered the league.
1: That's so sad.
0: Um. So, but saying that, saying that, that's MLS home games, okay? Series-wise, Vancouver has 11 wins, 12 draws, and nine losses to San Jose. So, even with that stat... <laughs> Vancouver has an edge in this series. The last three matches finished two 0 San Jose though, three, three in a draw at Vancouver's home. And then at San Jose one, one. So San Jose does have the edge in their home. It is at their home. So that's what it is. But these are like two of the teams that have been disappointing for such a long time that it's kind of like a matchup of while it is like the disappointment of the week. I, I, I'm kind of interested to see what happens in this game.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Sergio Cord- Cordova is going to get a start for Vancouver, so that'll be exciting, the DP that's coming over. Um, he has been in this league, so I think he's somebody that could be interesting for Vancouver. I, I-, I want Kate. I, I think Cade might be hurt. I, don't- I haven't seen anything, but I don't think he played last match because I was trying to look through their stats, and I didn't see him listed, so – Um, I'm interested to kind of see how San Francisco, or San Francisco, they might as well be San Francisco at this point, Um, but San Jose play um, just because I think they were somebody I was pretty high on this season and it's kind of been a letdown so far.
0: They had a lead for so long against Atlanta. Yeah. All right. You know, what's another game that's coming up in the West that is a lot closer than it may seem Seattle RSL. Seattle has 15 wins. Eight draws, and RSL has 16 wins. It's a pretty even matchup here, but it is at Lumen Field. Seattle just crushed the Rapids 4-0 at this same field. But RSL, the last three matches, which stretches back to November 23rd of 2021, have not lost a game against Seattle. 0-0. In November of 2021, March 5th of last year, one 0 RSL, 814 of 2022, two one RSL, and that was in two of those games were Seattle home games, so you might have the edge here RSL. Uh, we'll see how they how how they do. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty interested in this match as well, but it's not like a sexy matchup. I will say it's the Garth Lagerway Cup. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm dubbing that right there. Um, we'll see which one of his built teams, even though it's actually like the Seattle one's more free, more, more recently built by Garth Lagerway. We can't hang anything that RSL this RSL team does on Garth Lagerway, but just kind of a fun matchup that um, I, I did not think, you know, there's not many teams I think that Seattle probably has a losing record against. And I think it's interesting that it's RSL.
1: I kind of like their chances too. They're they're good defensively, um, which a lot of people just forget. But when you got Justin Glad and you got Zach McMath, like really good defensive uh, numbers from RSL, and I think that's why they compete so well with some of these teams and they hang around that seventh spot in the playoffs because they have a good defense. Their attacks got a lot to be desired, um, but Demir Crylock looked good. That was really important. You and I talked about how important that was to the beginning of the year. They're playing against uh, their old boy in Albert Rusnak, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's something, and this was a really good point, um, that producer Anders, uh, made over on extra time when he said that, you know, and I think a lot of people forget this, this roster, Jordan won CONCACAF champions league. It's not like it's a bad roster. It just wasn't healthy for MLS. This could be one of those teams that again, we, we underestimated, but I think we had our, our rights to just because we were afraid of what might come from a a really bounce back kind of year and a year that we were kind of, I think a lot of their success hinges on injuries. And I think it starts off with three Diaz getting hurt. You're kind of like, Oh crap, not again, but so far so good. Hold your breath.
0: We've got three more matchups to preview here. Columbus facing off against DC Columbus coming off a four one loss to Philadelphia union and DC coming off a three-two victory over Toronto, so uh, kind of a very interesting uh, two ha- two different teams matching up here at Lower.com Field. Columbus have lost just one of their last five meetings against DC United, and that is going back to 2021. And each game has been involved that has involved at least three goals between the teams. So maybe a two-one. 3-0 type thing uh, situation is what we're going to be getting here with Columbus DC. This is a pretty classic matchup. Uh you want to know how classic it is? How many games they've played? 34 wins for Columbus, Why? 13 draws and 38 wins for DC. So D- DC has the edge, but so these cool. are these are two teams that stretch back to 96. So yeah. uh they've played each other so
1: many times. Christian Benteke score again Jordan. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I'm going with yes too. Go the over. Over yeah. half. Over yeah, so
0: half. Does he score half? Yeah. So half have to say yes. Half, so he does. Like, scores one. Yes. Right. Scores one. If he scores one and a half, no, I'm not going two. I don't. Yeah. Think I he, do if he if he
1: splits the ball in half, and scores. Be really
0: <laughs> um, New England and Houston. I think this is interesting because Houston really needs a win. Uh, ben Olson. You know that that first game they ended up.
1: Look good against Sensi,
0: yeah, but they, they ended up losing the match, yeah. right? And then now you're going against a New England team that ended up winning it late against Charlotte. So it's
1: it was Charlotte,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, what are we going to see here? But it is <laughs> no New idea. England going back home. I'm just and being I... a
1: devil's advocate.
0: <laughs> no, it is. It you're right though. It is one of those things where I'm not sure what this game entails, and and probably why I didn't pick it for game of the week because I don't know how good either of these two teams are. So it'll be interesting to see. How that happens? I think it's also weird that Houston is starting the season with two Eastern Conference teams. Not really sure what the hell that's about, but uh, <laughs> okay, whatever. Um,
1: odd, is not that odd? Yes, really odd. I thought the same thing. Although, like, and then Charlotte bounces to St. Louis. I'm so confused. Like, why not Houston, St. Louis? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so yeah, strange. Yeah, I okay. get it. I get it. But I guess old or new expansion club with last year's expand. I don't know. Yeah, I'd that's an interesting
0: matchup, at least, right?
1: Yeah. MLS. If you are bored and you want Jordan and I to create the schedule next year, we will do so.
0: Don't put that pressure on me. <laughs>
1: It'd be San Jose versus Miami, and <laughs> then San week. Jose versus New England <laughs>
0: every week. Um, okay, Atlanta Toronto is the last one we didn't talk about, but uh, Atlanta has not lost any of its six regular season home games against Toronto since 2017 when it came into the league. Um, but Toronto did end Atlanta's season in 2019 with a two, one win at Mercedes Benz stadium in the Eastern conference final. So not a league match, but a playoff match. So yeah, so some so pretty interesting uh stat, I guess there is that they typically don't lose regular season games against Toronto here. Look, they're, Atlanta had such a great atmosphere last week. We'll see if they can kind of duplicate that for week two. They're going to need Almada to to play well. He was player of the week for good reason. Two, Two goals, two late goals. But Toronto needs a win, man. Toronto, at least a point. They need something to show some sort of momentum after losing a game against D.C., they just had they've not had a home game yet. They had a game in DC. They're having a game here in Atlanta. Bradley, I feel like, is gonna feel the pressure this year. Um, they have bernardeschi they have Insigne, even though he's injured. This, you know, they're gonna have him for a full season. They they need to do something.
1: Yeah. Sean Johnson,
0: was... they have Sean Johnson. Yeah.
1: I was gonna ask you about that. Matt Hedges. Like they they went out and did. And that's the thing though. Like it, when we talked uh, to Jeff, it was like, you know, what, what's the vibe around this team? And he's like, well, I mean, with the Italian duo that we have with Sean Johnson at it, with our defense looking better than it was, I mean, expectations are uh, probably a four spot, five spot, like getting back to the playoffs and actually performing. I don't think he was that high on them, but I think that's where a lot of their fans sit. And if that's where the expectations are, man, I, I, I look at this team and go, there's a lot of concern and, if things don't go well, and they have not really gone well so far. If things don't go well, and insignia gets hurt, Bernadeschi can't do it alone. And I'm not sure the defense is any better than it was. So it it just it, it's interesting just to see kind of how these pieces are kind of kind of fall together. But uh, yeah, I think Bob's Bob's going to start feeling some heat too if they start. And he
0: should. The, the, this Toronto team they spend money, right? The, That's the, true. These are owners that spend money consistently. When Greg Banny was there. Uh, Before Greg Vanney was there, this team has spent money. Here's Here's an issue that's scary, too, if they end up losing this game, okay? Because going back to the end of last season, Toronto has now lost six in a row. And they've conceded at least three goals in five of those six games. All right, so they tried to shore up the defense. Last week, they still end up giving up three goals. They have only had one regular season losing streak in MLS in the MLS clubs history that was longer than the sixth last games. That's nine from March to May of 2012. Uh, so that to me says if the, I, I think they do lose this game against Atlanta, I, I do because I think the Atlanta at home is is tough to beat. And if that's the case, that'll be seven in a row, stretching back to last season. If they end up giving three goals again, that'll be an issue. That'd be six out of seven games that they give up three goals when they just brought in Sean Johnson. And like you said, Matt Hedges, and they're trying to fix some of the defense. That's an issue. When's their home game? Do we have? It has to be next week, right? I mean, why why would they wait any longer than
1: that? Well, Jordan, they moved their stadium. They moved it to LA. How they yeah. to play at home? They're looking they, in Toronto. Going they to they host
0: Columbus. They host Columbus Week 3. I think that is a game that they can probably win, depending on how fast Nazi That's can a get. Tough match. Co- yeah, exactly. This was a rough start. To this it really is. For Toronto here. Not looking good. And you know what? The DC one was probably something that they should have won, right? You had to yeah. lead that late. Uh, at least get the point, but they then up losing that that's killer. Um, but if they lose, absolute killer.
1: If they lose in Atlanta, like you, like you said, that there's a really good chance they do because of how well Atlanta played and how well Almada is playing. And then you you said and and the, from everything from every account that I've heard, Jordan, you were absolutely. Jordan texts me and goes, well, "Crew are legit." Uh, this first half has been like all crew and it's been Zelleray and it's been Chucho and they've just absolutely drugged the, the rest of the defense for the union and the defense of the union is probably the best in the league. So it's like, okay, the crew are going to be legit contenders. I think in the Eastern conference, at least, to, you know, to at least fight for a good playoff spot, if they can figure out some of the issues that they've had in the recent, but Jim Curtin kind of had a quote about that with uh, Gleznas
0: had to like step up and like play more forward because of the way that uh because of the way that they were playing
1: playing. yeah
0: um yeah let me see if i can find because
1: i think what the way that all plays he likes to kind of play towards the top of the box and he likes to play in that midfield that pulls them further up and chucho likes to run into that space in behind so you've got to make the choice whether you're going to come up and try to stop zeller and hope that your other center back is going to like jack elliott steps in and is able to kind of take over chucho but then that leaves you exposed down the side so it's like With the crew, I just feel like, man, if they could, if they found a winger that was just phenomenal, I like, gosh, this team would be good, I think. But they just, they're missing, they're still missing one piece to really be a legit contender, I think. Like, as far as, you know, trying to dethrone the union. Uh,
0: Let me see, let me see if I can play this real quick joked with jacob just a second ago he almost looked like a midfielder tonight because he was flying out of the back line he's you know 40 yards over our midfield line which is scary but um, he had to do it in this game because if you let zeller receive a ball with nobody on him he can really hurt you, So there you go yeah uh so i'm not sure how well that came across but he was saying that he joked with oh, jacob indeed. just a second ago because he looked like a midfielder but like he said he 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 had to do that because zeller ryan in the first half was having space. He was having space. He was moving the ball around. And then Glesnus had to step up and be like, actually, I can't let you do that. And it is scary because you worry about them getting caught out. And there were some chances where that may have happened and crew get a shot off. But so it'll be interesting to see how Toronto plays that um, next week, but they have to first take care of business against Atlanta. They at least get a point. I feel like, I, I don't know, going into your home game with, zero out of six points possible is a bummer especially when you brought in two huge italian playmakers stars like uh, you brought in a new goalkeeper that is like one of the best in the league you, you brought him Matt Hedges, like these type of things where you're like it's like i'd be worried but of course it's a long season so you can hit at the right time and still make a run but if i'm bob bradley i'm worried about job security at some point because they're spending money and if you can't get the result you know i think we're almost at the point where bob bradley and bruce arena are at the point almost of of being around too long in this league and, and that things have changed too much or they've maybe lost yep. the message because that's, that's a good I, point i, I, I you know, it worked for Bob, I think, at LAFC because he was able to kind of start at that club and, and build it up. But when you're at, you know, joining a t- club like Toronto that has huge aspirations, they were a winning team under Greg Vanny. They won an MLS Cup. They reached multiple finals, and then had a bad year. And Bob Bradley comes in what mid-season last year, and you know, or maybe it was a full season last no, year. It was, it was year. The full season, yeah. right? It was half the season. season. The other, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, didn't have a good year last year. Understandable. They're like, okay, we'll give you more pieces. And now you're kind of like, oh crap, it's not going well right now. Now it's one week, but when you're looking at the schedule right now, it's like, when do they get their points? MLS, you know, because I I do think crew is going to be good at later point in the season. I think when Nancy has them playing the way he wants them to, again, there was two handball calls that gave penalties to the Union. So 4-1 looks flattering to the Union, right? Because I was at that game, and I was like, first half, I was like, this is not going well. Uh, The the way Ryan, and Chucho Hernandez were playing, I was, and Nagby even. Nagby kind of got shut down in the second half a bit. But that's the kind of stuff that I was like, oh, geez, I'm kind of worried about how this is turning out. So I can see Toronto maybe struggling against them too, because I'm – Toronto I'm not even sure how they looked against DC I didn't get to see much of their game but just the fact that they gave it up at the end i don't have too yeah. much I don't have too much optimistic uh, optimism about them
1: yeah and I think you look at the run of games right with leagues Cup with everything and, and I imagine they're going to be competitive in leagues Cup just because they, they do have a talented roster. like they could be a talented team but again like you said it, it's just there's so much like depending on oh if they get hurt or if, and already we already have one down so it it and seeing being hurt really hurts and they've got no depth. None. And what was the timeline
0: on that? Do we have that?
1: No, it just said out, uh, it's a day to day. So they are going to take it day to day on, on it. It just says lower body, which usually is not good because that's usually lots of leg issue, <laughs> like a higher ankle well, it's sprain. The whole would be lower bad. Body. Right. It's the whole, I mean, that's gotta hurt, right? Um, if you can't, that's, <laughs> I mean, this whole sports played with the lower half. So, uh, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's not good, but yeah, I think that's pretty interesting that, uh, Toronto is a is a big concern already
0: Uh, so so Saturday uh, March 11th by the way is when we're when I'm down in uh, Florida games start at 12 o'clock that day because Fox has a Fox picked Charlotte Atlanta for 12 that's interesting Uh, before we go I just want to kind of highlight these Champions League games real quick because uh, since we'll be recording an episode hopefully while I'm down there I don't want to put it all on there but you know uh tuesday march 7th austin kicks off their champions league at six o'clock uh against violette violetta Uh, i don't i'm not sure how to pronounce that alianza hosts philadelphia at eight o'clock and tigris hosts orlando at 10 p.m uh those games should be on like fox sports i'm not sure which which one? Probably FS2. If we're being honest. That's how they usually bump Champions League. Wednesday, March 8th, Toro is hosting Leon. Olympia is hosting Atlas. And Vancouver hosts Real España at 10 o'clock. Then Thursday, March 9th, is Motua- Motagua and Pachuca at 8 o'clock and Alianza versus LAFC at 10 o'clock. Uh, those are all Eastern times but man you know i know the club usually schedules it so six o'clock for austin sucks because they're away and you know they're an hour behind us so they're actually kicking off at like five so some of their fans may not even be able to really catch it right away which is unfortunate so make sure you set your dvr or your digital recording on hulu or youtube tv whatever you have but yeah, uh you feeling good about the prospects of the Champions League this year, Logan? Or oh
1: what God, there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, mean for Orlando, I just I meant MLS as a whole. But oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh anytime that you have the union in Austin, uh I think in in a in a competition yeah i feel pretty optimistic about it. i'm still pretty high on austin i think they're fine um it's a big concern though with with the injured center back but that being said i do think that they have the resources to go out and find uh some replacements if need be in summer and the summer it's wild to say this but the summer's not too far away so um you know if you can kind of uh, tidy the ship and kind of get it staying afloat i think you can be fine but yeah i think with with champions league jordan i think the biggest concern is some of these clubs don't really want it to impact the league. You know, like, they all got their different focuses. I feel like the union's big focus this year will be Champions League. Um, but, again, you, you just never know until the team gets into it. If the union come in and they don't play well in their first match, then I could see and going, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, good thing is there's no more group stage, I guess. Uh, you know, th- yeah. they'll be adding that back in later, I think. But, you know, in this round, it's, like, straight to the, was it round of sixteen. Yeah. Um. You get leg one, leg two. So if you suck leg one, you're like, all right, put the reserves out leg two. We're done already. But, you know, I, I saw this question going around Union Twitter today of what is your, like, what do you want the most, right? Meg Swanick, uh posted this. She posted a poll. And I also was clarifying my thoughts on it because I picked MLS Cup over everything. And that's just because we were so close last year. Usually CCL, because I want to play in the World uh, Club World Cup, but th- they're shifting that to 2025 and changing the format. So I don't even know if we'd get a berth for winning this one. So not too worried about that right now. And while you'd like to think continental trophies are bigger anyway, I really want MLS Cup. So for me, as an ML- as a Philadelphia fan, it'd be MLS Cup 1, CCL 2, Leagues Cup 3, Open Cup 4, Supporter Shield 5. That's because we already have a supporter shield. We've lost three Open Cup finals. So I do want that. You know, uh, I put CCL above Leagues Cup because Leagues Cup is brand new. Leagues Cup, I think, is higher than Open Cup because you're playing against League of Mechies. And then MLS Cup number one because you were at the final last year. It's pretty much MLS Cup or bust for the union, I feel like. So that's how I would... Rank it for me. I saw some people ranking, of course, CCL. The two top options that people voted were MLS Cup 1, like won the most votes so far, and then CCL 2. Everything else was very small numbers for Open Cup or Shield. And Leagues Cup wasn't an option, but people were clarifying that in their comments. So, you know, CCL, I think the union will take it seriously because if you're going for MLS Cup, there's nine spots now and you'd think that the Union are not going to fall down the ninth, so you probably feel okay in the league to maybe prioritize CONCACAF Champions League. They're going right from Miami uh, to travel to where they're going for uh, their Champions League, so they're not going back to Philly. They're going from Miami there because it's a Saturday to Tuesday, right? So that'll be interesting to see how some of these teams handle that. But h- how do you just feel being in the tournament, Logan? This is Orlando's first time. In it. So I feel like that has to be exciting a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, realistically, if you're looking at Orlando's chances, I think this year you're looking for a top four spot in MLS and the Eastern Conference. Um, I think you make a good run, uh, get out of the first round of the playoffs, get to you know that second round, and then whatever happens happens. Just because of the turnover with the club, maybe they go and contend against the Union. I highly doubt it. I don't think they'll get home field advantage because I think the Union grabbed that. Um, so that the prospects there aren't high. Uh, U.S. Open Cup would be nice to defend the title, but I don't think that's where you're gonna be an interest. I think the fact that they are in uh, Concacaf Champions League, I think. Honestly, they're probably prioritizing this to see, hey, let's just go out there and see what happens. If they come away with that from that game, you know, losing one nil, or if they, they can somehow draw down there with Tigres, then I think you got to like your chances to come back home to our Exploria because they're usually <laughs> tough to beat at Exploria. Um, last year wasn't that case, but um, so far this year, I think. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting tournament, I'm excited to watch the match.
0: So so rank them for me, Logan. Rank the the five competitions I just said uh, for what you want them to prioritize or what you would want to most win.
1: So what do we have? We have Leagues Cup, US Open, MLS Cup. Supporter Shield. Supporter Shield Open Cup. Open Cup, okay. Uh, I would say Open Cup last because you won it last year. Yep. I would then say Leagues Cup. I would then say... Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, CONCACAF Champions League. Only because I just don't see a realistic chance that Orlando City win MLS Cup.
0: Yeah, so you, you ranked them from bottom to top, right? Yeah. So your most won would be Most won is League. Champions League, MLS just Cup. because...
1: Okay. Yeah, we've never been here before. I know our side of the bracket's the toughest. I think you go three straight with the uh, Liga MX teams, which yeah. is impossible. But I think that'd be a lot of fun, see how many we can get through without uh, stopping. So I think Tigres, if you can kind of hold off, it doesn't look like you might be able to because they've been playing pretty well. But it should be fun. Some historic clubs down there, Jordan.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun when League's Cup happens too and we get yeah. to see all of the teams in, in MLS and all yeah. the teams in Liga Mechis yeah face-off so that'd be fun but uh yeah so i guess get used to more midweek episodes here is we'll kind of use these to preview the games because i feel like it worked better right we were able to do an hour 15 of this instead of previewing them in like five minutes last week or making last week uh, or monday's episode two hours long so uh i think it was already an hour 40 last week so we'd be going on close to three hours if we had done this same length uh the preview so i think that works out pretty well uh ted lasso recaps our latest one just dropped today even though i said i'm out of town we record them ahead of time so wednesday's episode will still drop um on march uh not march 1st march 8th sorry today is march 1st march 15th season 3 actually starts dropping so uh you'll get a new episode and an old episode each week um you know, we'll be working ourselves to the bone i guess and then uh yeah uh, thank you all for listening if you want to f- uh, follow us or give us any sort of feedback at stateside show on Twitter Instagram and Facebook email stateside show at gmail.com we got a great email today uh, <laughs> Logan can attest to that and then uh, yeah rate us on iTunes rate us on well, it's now Apple Podcasts, rate us there rate us on Spotify and that's it have a great rest of your weekend Logan
1: good luck Saturday Thanks, man. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stoppage time soccer show have a good one